This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to this week in our collective heads. I'm Patrick. I'm joined. I'm joined by Kevin, who uh, is has an alter ego, uh, and you can see our alter egos are um, on our shirts. Uh, and if you watch the Infinity War trailer, then there's a funny banter we could do here. But Kevin's not watched it, so he's not going to be able to participate. But welcome to this week in our collective heads. We're talking video game news like we do every single week and some other ramblings and stuff because if you're a nerd and you like video games or if you're one of those two pieces of the puzzle, then Venn Diagram may fit you and you may enjoy our show if you've never listened or watched before. We're live on Facebook every single week like we are right now broadcasting on Facebook and Twitch. Uh, You can find us at Twitch everywhere except for uh, Twitch, which we're Twitch Gaming because some person got Twiatch and never did anything with it. Anyways, we're talking about video game news, and uh, we got backwards compatible games that are also games with gold stuff, and that's always fun. Starting out with The Witness, which uh, uh, Christian and I have been trying to get Kevin to play for uh, I think the past 17 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So The Witness is very much a uh, throwback to those wonderful games of Myst and Riven, except it's done better. Uh, The conveyance is better. There's not as much stupid backtracking. It is a lot of principles that build upon each other, but in very interesting ways, very good ways. This is a good... Excuse me, this is going to be backwards compatible on Xbox, so Kevin won't be playing it now, but in the future, hopefully. Um, that, that's old enough that it came out on 360? Uh, no, this is Xbox One. Oh, well, you said backwards compatible. Oh, well, backwards compatible stuff's in here, too. But first, Xbox <laughs> One, more stuff, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which was the uh, okay one that didn't have funky facial animation. If you but remember had, your... Huh? But it had twins. It did have twins. Twins, Basil. Twins. One of each. Um, so I, I'm, I liked this game. I only played a little bit of it. This is this is when I started falling off the... This, actually, Unity is when I fell off the Assassin's Creed bandwagon and didn't... Because pl- I played every Assassin's Creed game to completion, uh, except for uh, I fell off the bandwagon during Unity because it was just so buggy. And Syndicate, I played a little bit of and was like, yeah, I like it, um, but I'm busy. Uh, yeah. We got some backwards compatible games uh, for Xbox 360. We've got Cars 2 continuing at Xbox's Disney tie-in bit, which I don't think was on purpose. Um, but I'm hoping for a not mediocre racing game, and I'm guessing that I'm going to get exactly that—a mediocre yeah. racing game. Uh, I don't care if it's Lightning McQueen, and if you guys watched Sp- uh, Cars 2, you know this is the one with the spies and stuff, and blah blah blah. It's the one with Eddie Izzard. It is the one with Eddie Izzard, um, but even he couldn't save it. We're also getting Dead Space 2, uh, backwards compatible, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Uh, I really like the Dead Space series, and Dead Space 2 is when it was still good. Dead Space 3 is when it fell off and uh, got all microtransaction-y, which is stupid. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, I found this on the web for Is This Place is when it was still good. Dead Space 3 is when I fell off. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I don't know how that happened, but all right, let's do let's uh, let's keep that in because that's fun. Cortana. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was Siri. I don't know what I don't know. Usually she doesn't say a word during these Come broadcasts, on, but I don't know, man. I don't know. So my, Microsoft and Microsoft uh, Apple listens in on us. Xbox yeah. doesn't care. Speaking it's, of that, as a side note on here before we go on to the PlayStation bit of this. Um, uh, Xbox rolled out some uh, some because we were talking about Microsoft listening, so I thought I'd segue into this. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox had a, uh, a recent um, uh, user agreement that rolled out, and it said, "Yeah, we're going to ban people uh, for Outlook and Microsoft Word and Xbox Live if you're using deflammatory language and obscenities." and and they yeah. and then people started getting ban- banned from Xbox and. Xbox's response was, we haven't changed any of our policies on Xbox Live. But now we're in this weird, weird uh, uh, middle ground of your user agreement says you're listening to us and you're going to police us, like Twitch is doing yep. right now. Twitch is trying to, pol- trying to have its users police themselves. Microsoft said, we're going to police you and listen to you. Whether or not they're banning, I think is stupid. The fact that they're going to listen and they're going to do anything, I think, is dumb because it's all about context. And if you're just listening for specific words, you don't know is someone straight up calling someone a name, or are they or are they having a, a, a mature discussion and saying a specific name is horrible. To, is, or are they writing a paper on racism? Sure. I mean, like that could be a thing. Sure. Yeah, there are people who have political discussions uh, on on Twitch and YouTube and other places, and YouTube's been demonetizing a lot of this stuff because they're like, oh, our advertisers don't want to advertise on this because people use this word and this word and they talk about this. Yeah, but maybe they're talking about you know history. Maybe they're talking about um, about you know injustices. There's so many things that could that they could be talking about. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to talk about that because we're talking about. Devices listening to you, and sometimes they're listening to you, and you don't realize that they are. It's true. Uh, on to uh, some other post-apocalyptic crazy ideas, other than Skynet. Speaking of the apocalypse. <laughs> Let's talk about Mad Max. Uh, Mad Max the... is, is one that, and this this was a game that came out the same day that, uh, that Phantom Pain did, right? Yes, yes. And, and, and suffered for it. And oh. so it's, it's, it's really fun. This is one that I that I passed on because um, because I didn't feel like I had I had time to do the whole yeah. open world thing. But um, I've I've managed to to pull a lot more into <clears throat> into being able to give myself time. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to this sure. because you and you and Colin Moriarty both said that it was better than than the the hype it received. And yes. so I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yes, I I've I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm gl- I only got to play a little bit of it, but I really enjoyed what I got to play. I also watched some people's playthroughs of it, and it was ex- and from what I what I played and what I saw, it was exactly what I wanted out of a Mad Max game. Um, yeah. This is also unfortunate because it it was supposed to launch around the same time as the Mad Max movie. It was delayed. Uh, however, it's not really a full movie tie-in uh, because it isn't. It doesn't have like Tom Hardy's Mad Max character, and uh, so it's it's like it's it's timed to be around when people were thinking about Mad Max, but at the yeah. same time, it's not that Mad Max that you're playing. So it's kind of this weird. Um, kind of in between, um, but speaking of racing cars, we're also getting Track Mania, uh, right. Track Mania 
Turbo, in which there yeah. is like I would I would be willing to bet at least ninety percent less uh, murder than in Mad Max. At least, um, yeah. I don't think there's any blood bags in this or anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm. You know what? I played the other. I played track. I don't even remember if it was the same track mania. This is how much I how how little I care about this. I don't even remember if it's the same track mania. And I didn't even look it up. Um, yeah. But I'll, was, I'll be taking, I'll be taking this one, and so. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Um, it looks it looks kind of like a micro machines type thing, and yep. so and yeah, that's, that's how it was for me. And it was it was just the controls were mediocre in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Onto a game that we don't know anything about. Uh, we're getting in space. We brawl. Yeah, which that sounds that's one of the PS3 titles. Yeah, that one and that one in Toy Home, which correct. I don't know. I mean, I, when I in, saw Toy Home, I thought it was I thought it was going to be related to Grow Home. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not, and I was immediately disappointed, and now yeah. I don't want to play this game. So, yeah. <laughs> just because it used the word home, even though, even though uh, Grow Home doesn't get to uh, to have exclusive rights to using the word home, right? Um, it, it's it no sad. It's no scrolls. <laughs> it's, no, it's no scrolls. No, only Bethesda can make games with scrolls on them. Uh, we also get 99 Vitas with a D, not Vitas. Um, right, 99 Vitas, but a car ain't one. That's the full title. But yeah, that's, uh, that's some, some, some beat-em-up action. On Vita. Yeah. On Vita, yeah. Um, I didn't see that this was cross-platform. Uh, cross not uh, to says, my knowledge. Yeah, it says four-player co-op, so if you got four people that have Vitas, um, you know... Two more people than I know that play Vita, um, but it's but it's there and it looks fun. I mean, I'll be honest, it looks fun. It looks like it could be it could be a, a contender for um, I don't know if it could beat Mad Max, but we'll see. We'll see how it no, goes. No, but it, it 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 does. However, look like um, it it looks a little bit like uh, how was the the Scott Pilgrim. It, yeah. it looks it looks very similar in style, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one where uh, the Vitas are the people that you're playing as, and each one of them has a, a different special ability, and whenever you die, you take over another random one. I, I will let you know at the end of this month, but um, cool. I believe I believe that's this one, and if so, cool, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I then know. the last one. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I know you're looking forward to playing some Qbert. No. 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 No, because like the 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 whole angle, it's it's just weird. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Qbert jumped into a a fully three D version mm-hmm. that looks like a Flash something or other that somebody was trying to make, and and I'm I'm gonna turn everything into the color that it's supposed to be, and I get to play as the grandma one, and yeah, I okay. Yeah, um, but I will I will let you know if they added anything into it because I'm familiar with Qbert, and Qbert can stay right back in the '80s. Where, like like there there are better there are better games from that era, and this is this is not one of them. In yeah, my I would, opinion, I would agree. There are certain games that unless you're packaging it with a bunch of other games, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I mean, I would not have gone out of my way to buy Qbert. I would not have gone out of my way to bit to get Joust, which I still think is one of the best games for the Atari. Yeah. But I'm just not. I'm, Adventure. There's another one. Adventure. It's mm-hmm. like, are you gonna pay five bucks for Adventure? I'm not. I See, mean, when it comes, give when me it in comes a bundle. To, yeah. 
when it comes to uh, arcade arcade games from that era, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say Galaga. Okay. I'm gonna say Mario Versus. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna say um, Space Invaders or Centipede, probably. Uh, Centipede. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I think because Donkey Kong was coming like right after that, and I mean, I I'm, I'm a big fan of Donkey Kong as well, but this like that earlier generation, then yeah, yeah there there's there's only certain ones that live up to the test of time. We'll be talking yeah. about that on uh, totes this on totes later on in this episode. If you're exactly. watching live or if you're listening on the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have to check out the other video for our topic of the episode show where we talk about video games and what makes a game last. Uh, we'll talk about that later, though. Uh, on to uh, on to other news. Um, I think this is something you and I this is something you and I assumed was going to happen, and you texted yeah. me saying, "Did we know this already?" Because I thought I did, but yeah. apparently it's official news. Uh, Clementine's story for The Walking Dead will comp- will finish in the final season of uh, Walking Dead, The Telltale's Walking Dead uh, yeah. later this year, which. I think is really cool. I know that you have your your own feelings on the Telltale games, but I think it's really great seeing this character in her story arc. I mean, we saw her. I don't know was she ten when we first meet her or something to yeah. that, something around that. And, uh, and for me, for me, one of the biggest pieces of news on this is that um, is that they're deciding to finish it. It's not yes. something where it's not something where they are, uh, you know just going to keep going until because like there there are some games that some games movies book Mm -hmm. series (coughs) wheel of time that that just keep going and and it seems like that they that they don't have an end in sight and then there's and then there's other properties like um they they offered the people who are working on um what's what's uh walter white Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. Breaking Bad. They, they offered them, like, an insane amount of money to stretch yeah. it out another season. Yeah. And they said, no, 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 no. We have our story arc. We know what story we want to tell. This is it. And so, for me, the idea that um, that they're finishing Clementine's story because, yes, people, there there is telltale fatigue, but there is not Walking Dead telltale fatigue, in my opinion. And so they're they're ending it. They're choosing to end it while the story and the series continues to to be fairly at the top of their sure. game, and I, I I absolutely applaud them for that. Sure, uh, they don't want to fall into the realm of Dexter uh, or yep. so many others. Uh, uh, True Blood, um, I, I think Wheel of Time. From from what I've heard uh, from uh, interviews with Robert Jordan and. Uh, interviews with Brandon Sanderson who finished the series yeah. for him, which by the way, I'm going to be reading Will Time because I've been putting it off forever. Um, okay. But um, I was listening to interviews with Sanderson because I knew about Sanderson before any of that. And right. uh, he was talking about like he had, he had, had all of this stuff planned for the books that Sanderson did. Was All of that was planned. And so it was. Well, it may have seemed like it just stretched on, like he had it out. He had it outlined. It's kind of like yeah. George R. R. Martin, where he's like, "It's going to be four books, uh, maybe it'll be five, you know, uh, seven. I don't." So the tale grew in the telling. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's it's just gonna it's just gonna keep going on, and I really hope that it doesn't happen. I don't know if you know about um, what happened behind the scenes, but 
he, he had some outlines of stuff, but mm-hmm. also his widow and some other people talked to him when they knew he was dying, and yeah. they asked him, so what happens to this character? And he's like, oh, well, they do this, this, and this, and they wrote it down. And right. they took that along with his notes, and they put it together, and they gave it to Brandon Sanderson and said, can you do, can you do something? Fill this out. <laughs> yeah. Fill it out. Um, so... I mean, he he knew there he knew what was going to happen in the end. Like yeah. George R. R. Martin knows like to an extent, but he doesn't have anything f- filled out, and he keeps using freaking Word Star and deleting his. <laughs> he, um, I know you probably heard yeah. about this. Like he'll write like two or three chapters, and he's like, I don't like this, and he'll delete all of them, and he'll start again. Yep. Uh, so let's let's talk about something that, that makes us happier instead of that. Um, yeah. Uh, backwards compatibility that we actually skipped at the very beginning of the show. What are you talking uh, Modern Warfare oh. is backwards compatible. And Modern Warfare is is a fantastic game, great opening scene. Um, True. But what we're, what we're showing up now is, is Hellblade, and that's exciting too. Modern Warfare, I don't have any jokes about that one. That's, that's just a quality single-player campaign. Qual- it and is quality single player, decent decent multiplayer, but ver- but quality single player, and for it to be backwards compatible is cool. Again, uh, about one thing that we enjoy about backwards compatibility is not only the ease of, of being able to play these games and not have to use multiple consoles, but also just um, the idea of preservation of these games, which is very much really so. amazing in my opinion. Yeah. But I was talking about uh, Hellblade sending a sacrifice because yes. um, which. Which I'm I'm very excited about because I didn't think that this was that it was possible for this to go multi-platform, but um, apparently this is coming to to Xbox and this is this has won many awards and absolutely deservedly so because this this game is at times literally insane like it deals mm-hmm. with psychosis in a way that I have never seen I we've we've seen you know somewhat bipolar characters or we've we've seen characters who dealt with various um, incarnations mm-hmm. of, of literal insanity but like yeah. psychosis is is a very very tricky one to do and the way that they did this is just absolutely masterful um if you if you do choose to pick this one up I highly highly recommend that you play it with headphones um, the the immersion in this game is is just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, if on on some on some headsets mm-hmm. on the PlayStation you can actually get surround sound, yeah. um, and so you can have uh, sounds coming from particular sources. I don't know if you can do that on on Xbox, but yeah, uh, so either, either surround sound surround sound or headphones are highly recommended for playing this game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's coming April 11th, which is really not that far away. Not far away. I will say it's better on surround sound without headphones because people who are like, "Oh, it's better on headphones," like I feel like those like and and this may be just my personal opinion, but like they may not have a surround sound system or it may not be calibrated properly because mm-hmm. if you're not playing with headphones and you're playing Sinuous Sacrifice or some other games to that like that, when you hear those sounds. It's not like, oh, I've got headphones on. You're like, shit, is that in my bedroom? Like, <laughs> like that's how it feels. Like, you're like, did someone just walk in my door? Um, yeah. It, it, because the headphones isolate you more, and I feel like when you're not using headphones and you're just sitting there, uh, all of that taking in, like, I'll play certain video games, and I'll be playing and, and think, is it raining outside? And it's like, no, it's in the game. But it sounds that that's cool. accurate. So um, cool. I will say, if you don't have a if you don't have a, a decent um, if you don't have um, 
wouldn't say decent. I'd say well calibrated uh, surround sound. Then headphones are definitely the way to play this and a lot of other games. Uh, yeah. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, but we also got some news on Overwatch. We did. Uh, Overwatch has been having a World Cup since 2016 was the first year that they did that. Yeah. And so they've, they've gone ahead and said, yeah, we're going to keep on doing this. So this is not surprising news, but uh, World Cup 2018 is, is pretty fantastic, and I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah, I'm sure that Cat uh, will have more. Hopefully we'll have uh, some stuff to report on that um, from, our, from our Bad Moon and Moon Moon uh, pair to talk about more Overwatch because they, they know more Overwatch than we do. They do. It's true. Yeah. Most yeah. most people who have played Overwatch several <laughs> times do. I feel. I mean, but, I uh, I know about Overwatch. I played Overwatch. I <laughs> play it every now and then, but the nuance of it, I don't understand. I mean, it's like if I'm if I'm trying to explain to you certain plays in Magic: The Gathering, you're going to be like, I don't I don't understand like, why yes, this is. Patrick, that like, sounds clever. <laughs> if I talk about if I talk about uh, about. Uh, efficiency and board uh, and uh, uh, you know card advantage, board advantage, yeah. and why a specific play is more efficient versus another play, you'd be like, oh okay, but I could have played this other card. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I I nod sagely, and that's sure. that's why. Sure, you, and that's, that's but that's, that's, that's what happens what... when I listen to people playing Overwatch because they're like, oh, it's because you're supposed to do this, and I'm like, I wanted to run over here. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I can climb walls. Watch me climb this wall. Isn't this that cool? Is, oh, this is going to be real fun. No, they, you're going to die if you do that. Aww. Yeah, and then I die. It's <laughs> which um, is why we don't play at that level. It's that's exactly why we don't play at that level. Um, on to some uh, other random news that we didn't expect. Uh, Universal is doing a game jam, uh, which I think is they really are. fantastic, really great. Um, it is going until uh, April... Sorry, I just wrote it down. April 9th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, April 9th. Uh, they basically said, hey, if you want to make a game, this is a game jam, so it's basically anybody makes a game, submits it to them. Uh, Back to the Future, Turok, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica, Voltron, Jaws. You want to make any game in any of those intellectual properties, go for it and send it to them. Um I will say that when they, if you read what they're doing here, because it's a little misleading, they're not saying anyone can make a game and publish it. They're saying right. you can make a game and send it to us, and that is okay. Um, and th- which I think is really great because from this they may find, you know, there may be some ideas they didn't think about. This could be a way to get uh, some game developers notoriety if they have had an idea about how to do a Voltron game, and yeah. you know, and we're like, well, I could never do that. Universal set the Universal says, hey, you got 18 days, go for it. Yeah, and get some, and get I, I I really appreciate. Um, I mean, the the idea of just throwing out big IPs and being like. What can you do with this? Yeah. Um, the the creative community is consistently astounding in in the way that they're able to to take something that you know we've seen in dozens of iterations, and I I, I cannot imagine trying to filter through all the games that they're going to be receiving. Um, but which one? Oh, okay, of of these properties, which one would you like to see most? Okay. Um... While I think Turok is fun, I think there's a lot of things that could that, that I think that could be very 
trite. Back to the Future, yeah. we've, we've seen, I think, Telltale relatively nailed Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, Jaws, I'm sorry, I think Jaws would be boring. Battlestar Galactica could be good, but it's going to have to be, like, into to fully fully do Battlestar Galactica, it's going to have to be very, uh, very intense, very involving. Uh, yeah. And that's why my vote would go to Voltron. I think Voltron okay. is one that, for a game jam situation, Voltron would be the one that I would would tackle because I think it's one that you could easily convey the idea of. Because with yeah. Battlestar Galactica, you're going to have to do a lot of political intrigue and mystery in addition to sci-fi. So, See, that's that's the part that intrigues me. Um, Voltron, I like the idea of because I played, I played the Zone of the Enders games, mm-hmm. and those were so much fun. And I, I have not seen a proper like full-size mech game honestly since then yeah but uh that one battlestar galactica would be mine because i want to play a game where i'm wondering who's a cylon that oh, just yeah. sounds like so much fun i would want it to be like a jrpg style game uh-huh. um uh where's umpire uh robert boyd the guys who's who's who made uh cosmic star heroine yeah i would love to see his take on battlestar galactica yeah i think that would be a whole lot of fun that could be fun. That could be fun. I was thinking specifically from a game jam perspective, but no, yeah. uh, that that would be really cool. JRPG or even um, like a, a visual novel would be yeah. really cool for that because it would really lend itself well uh, to to that type of environment. Um, and speaking of things that will lend itself very well to an environment, we're getting Lego Incredibles. We are indeed, and it's going to cover um, Incredibles one and two. And it's going to cover them all in Lego. It makes me so happy because, <laughs> yes, I, I, I really enjoy the Lego games and um, what, they, what they've managed to build with, um, with this franchise. Like, there's so much potential here. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, Incredibles 2 is, is a, a movie that I've been excited about uh, for a handful of reasons. I think that it's that the first one did an excellent job of deconstructing the superhero genre, but mm-hmm. I think that, um, I don't know, it'd just be really interesting to see how they how they do a sequel. I mean, there's so much that they, um, there, there's so many things they could do with it, Yeah. but I, I will say I'm kind of worried because this first one was so good and so succinct, and they didn't plan on doing a sequel. Yeah. So that I'm kind of worried about. I'm glad that uh, Sarah Val's still do, playing Violet in this because she's awesome. Um, yes, she is. And uh, if you didn't know, she's an amazing author, amazing historian author, and she's been on NPR a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. And they, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ratzenberg, or sorry, not Ratzenberg, uh, who was it? Uh, John Lasseter from Pixar heard her on NPR is how he, uh, how he, like, heard her voice and was like, really? yeah, I, I want her, I want her to, yeah, because that's her voice. Like it's kind of yeah. like like Lisa on The Simpsons, like that's her voice. Right. So it's it's just perfect. Um, okay. It works really well. For, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> but it works. You know, it's like you know, if you find that specific you know the specific niche, then you just you just keep doing it. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that she hasn't like she hasn't decided to do a bunch of other voice acting. She's like, ah, I'm busy writing books, uh, and, and now she's back to do Incredibles too. So I'm, it's really cool about that. Uh, happy about that. And uh, but something to not be happy about if you like your Nintendo Switch, yeah, is uh, using third-party docs and breaking them. 
Now, uh, basically what happened here is there was a rollout for 5.0 uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and certain docs, namely the Nyko uh, third-party doc, mm-hmm. um, as well as others were reported, uh, saying they either... Uh, removed save files. Some people were saying that they removed all their like Zelda and other uh, save files. But the big one was uh, breaking the systems. Completely, Ninten- yeah. Completely. Uh, Nintendo is fixing any uh, of those uh, of those uh, under their warranty. They're either fixing them or replacing them. I can't remember the, the full extent of that. Um, um, they- actually, they they put out a statement that said that they don't support third party docs. Correct, and- but they said they're fixing it. They okay. will fix your. They will fix. They said they will fix your switch, but they don't support third-party docs. What they actually said in their in their release was, we don't test third-party stuff. When yeah. we do stuff in here, we test the switch. We test the games. We test how this yeah. works and that works, and we don't test Nikon docs and all this other thing. All these other things. Um, yeah. I will say that while it is complete standard practice for a company to do that, I know that Cisco does that. I know that uh, when that. Um, uh, Microsoft does that when it comes to their uh, to their software. Uh, a lot of the big companies don't test. They're like, I don't have to test integration for yeah. everything. Um, personally, I think that it was a bad move for them. Uh, it was uh, Nikon, I believe, said it has something to do with the way that the uh, AV signal is sent out through the dock. But to me, I don't understand. Um, what they changed, the, the only thing I can think of was that they were trying to come up with some type of, uh, of way of encrypting or changing the way that a, the audiovisual was sent out to mm-hmm. stop piracy. It's the only thing I could think of. And if you're making changes to that, that effect, at that point you need to be bringing in third party to make sure you don't brick something. They yeah. said it's just for stability. I have a feeling that whatever the, the changes that they made, which hopefully we'll have someone who digs through... Uh, digs through the patch and figures it out um, because I, I think that they made a mistake thinking it wouldn't affect anyone and it did and I think they were yeah. trying to sneak something in that basically was supposed to be protecting uh, them uh, as a company uh, but it's unfortunate I would say it's also unfortunate for uh, for Nikon because Nyko what... Nyko uh, the, the difference when you're, you're paying uh, for a, a discount uh, piece of hardware, that discount piece of hardware should be discount because it doesn't have the name brand, but it should do basically what the regular uh, hardware does. And the yeah. fact that if your hardware, if you're, because I'm not saying that neither part, I'm not saying Nikos to Nikos blame. I'm saying if your hardware, your third-party hardware is to the effect that it will brick something, that's a problem. And we've had fan systems that have done that with PlayStation, with the uh, Xbox. Yeah. Um, that will brick it. It's like, okay, if you put out a product that, that could potentially brick, it's a chicken or the egg thing when it comes to the, uh, the update. The thing is, why, why is, my question is, how is it that it's only affecting these third-party docs and not Nintendo's dock? And should you put out a third-party product that is so inferior that it has a chance of doing something like this when all it should be doing is a passive HDMI through? That's um, really all it should be doing. 
there okay so we we don't we don't have um all of the technical details on this however um the, one of the other rumors that's going around besides the hdmi thing is that the um the actual um output of the USB-C is not standard and so the voltage the voltage being changed like the, we're we're all just kind of theorizing here because nintendo yeah. is is notoriously I do have to shout out. Uh, Alex Wooten in the comments mm -hmm. said, uh, Turok is a safe bet, though. Jaws would be great if they made it like that indie version of Friday the 13th recently. I would, okay, I would play a Jaws game where I got to be the shark and come after swimmers. <laughs> I, would I would play that game. Mm -hmm. But thank, thank, thanks for being in the chat and checking that out. I mean, I guess you could do that for, an indie, for, a, for a game jam because it wouldn't... Like, all you have to do is shark... Sharks swimming around and animated bodies and jumping. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Um, but on to yeah, on to on to some uh, some other news. Uh, PlayStation VR is getting a price drop, mm -hmm. uh, permanent price drop to the price that I bought mine at. Uh, well, at least uh, if you don't have a camera, it's going to be now two ninety nine. With the this is a price drop for the bundle with the camera. I haven't seen any. Uh, any uh, news? Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see one that was not a bundle. The price drop was for the for this bundle. The, there's also a price drop for the Skyrim bundle, mm -hmm. but there's no price drop for just the standalone. So if you already have a PlayStation camera, um, there's not a drop for that unit. Yeah. Um, but also uh, keep in mind this is the newer version of the PlayStation VR, so that's cool. Um, it still doesn't include the Move Move um, controllers. Um, uh, okay, so I got my PlayStation VR, I played it for a little while, and then I moved, and I haven't played it since I moved. Yeah. Um, I know there's fun stuff to do on it, uh, I have some games that I want to play on it, but um, to me, for the most part, it doesn't have... Right now, there's not enough on there to keep me wanting to play uh, the, uh, the Batman VR game. Uh, I've watched some people play. It's really cool. Uh, I played Headmaster, where you play a goalie, or sorry, not a goalie. You play a soccer forward, forward who hits and you head the ball into the goal. And I played that yep. for a little while. I played that through the tutorial of the demo, and I was like, "Yep, I got that game. That's it. That's that's all I needed." You're like, "Yes, I get it." And there's 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 some other ones that are really cool, but. To me, I feel like there needs to be a huge push and a bunch of momentum for VR to hit, and it hasn't yeah. hit yet. Um, which mean, I mean, I'm still waiting for one of the VR com VR to like take off and be like, no, this is where everyone should be should be doing VR. It hasn't happened, and I think it's yeah. because there's not enough momentum anywhere in VR, which is sad because I want Ready Player One to happen in one way or another. <laughs> we'll um, get there. Yeah, which, by the way, movie's great. Highly recommended uh, to anyone who has ever played a video game. Ever. There you go. So there's that recommendation. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are recommended, yeah. um, No Man's Sky was recommended by a lot of people before it launched and far fewer people after that. This um, so No Man's Sky Next is an expansion and coming to Xbox. That's another uh, PlayStation exclusive that's coming to Xbox. And I apologize because I jumped one ahead. My bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, no, I'm, yeah. it's I'm 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 hopeful. I'm I'm curious to an extent, but at the same time, 
uh, I I just don't. It's like you 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 fool me once, shame on you, and you just keep dropping the ball. Fool me twice. You, you can't fool me twice. <laughs> Yeah. No. It, what he no, the what was the Bush quote? It was, uh, "You fool me, but you ain't getting fooled again." I think this is quote. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, I don't. I. I mean, I'm hopeful that that there's something here, and I'm saying that because I mean, it has it had so much potential, and they oversold it like uh, the way Molyneux normally sells his games, mm-hmm. uh, and then they just kept on and saying, "Nope, it's gonna have more." But every time they've come out with more, it's been like incrementally closer to what people wanted. Um, yeah. Maybe it's now going to be what people. Uh, sorry, this summer is when the uh, expansion comes out. Maybe it's then going to be uh, what people wanted it to be at launch. Uh, at the same time, there's other um, twin universes and some other games that are um, going to be coming out, which are, from what I've seen, vastly superior. So, yeah. is it too little, too late? I don't know. Um, well, but but Xbox players will be able to play it for the first time, and that's that's kind of the main thing for me that's exciting. Yeah, that's true. And I, I completely forgot that it had anything to do with exclusivity until you mentioned it. Um, <laughs> I just I just thought yeah. it was everywhere. But it yeah, it was PlayStation only. It's now on Xbox, which is good because not enough play, people played it on PlayStation, and the people who played it didn't like it. So maybe the Xbox owners will get what we should have gotten on launch for it. Yeah, and they're they're getting all the expansions and, and all these different versions, and they're they're getting the superior version of the game that's a lot closer to what was originally promised. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see where that universe goes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another thing that people are getting is rocket launchers. So, Yay, rocket and, launchers. And they're guided this, missile launchers, too. This missile is one of my favorite teaser uh, <laughs> episode things. Like, um, this is this is Fortnite bringing uh-huh. in guided missiles. Yeah. And I think that that will be an excellent thing. Honestly, it's it's so much fun. I Watching the dancing and things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a goofy game, and it kind of makes me want to play it. But then it I'm is. like, oh, yeah. I die so fast. I don't even yeah. have a chance to dance. Actually, um, from when I play it, and I mean, if you play squads, then you get actually paired up with people um, either randomly, uh, play play squads or duos, then you have someone at least helping you on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not won. I've gotten up to uh, what was it like the like third or fourth? Th- sorry, fourth fourth place in uh, duos. Nice. Um, but I got better, but at the same time, yeah, there's people, these people are way better than me. They spend way much more time uh, on this. But I will say Fortnite, in my opinion, is considerably more fun for an entry-level player than PUBG. Um, and yeah. they can fight me on that all they want. Because PUBG, in my opinion, graphically is better. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more nuanced. Uh, it has so many more things going for it in that scenario. But Pub- but uh, Fortnite is just crazy over-the-top fun. And this this fits it. Uh, for Easter, they have an Easter egg launcher, uh, which, it, <laughs> which is nice. a one-hit kill. It's really rare, but if you get it, 
it's a one hit one shot kill and i'm like that's really yeah. cool to do for an easter event um you know to do something random like that easter egg launcher why not uh this guided missile launcher is another cool thing because Fortnite is so over the top and crazy that having something like this while people are doing their dances, it fits. Yeah. That fits the universe. Uh, similarly to uh, the Overwatch universe, when you have something ridiculous happening, it's like, oh, that makes sense. And if you had something like that in Diablo, people would cry about immersion because it doesn't work. Yeah. It works with Fortnite. It doesn't work with PUBG. If yeah. this was in PUBG, then people would complain that it's not balanced. Yeah. So that's my opinion on it. We got some yeah, stuff on Dragon Quest, though. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how you were going to seg out of that. I'm not. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Dragon Quest XI is coming to PS4 and Steam on September 4th, and it's coming west, which makes me extremely excited. Yeah, um, another one of those series, along with the Yeez series, that I've never gotten into, and I've heard it's great. Um, I'm yeah. glad that it's coming here. Either either way, whether whether I'm a fan of a series or not, when I, when I see that they're bringing something over to, uh, to the West, especially if they're bringing it over around launch or at launch, uh, it makes me really happy because there are fans of these, uh, of these games that mm-hmm. it may not be for me, but those, but to me, it, we're, we're in a global society now. People can say what they yep. want about what that means and whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, but we are so tapped in globally now that it's, to me, it doesn't make any sense uh, when you have these uh, games, you could easily uh, send it out to every single region immediately. I mean, you have yeah. animes that are being, you know, that, that air in, uh, in Japan that people will copy put subtitles on and then a day or two later you can you can download a fan subtitled uh anime um yeah. there's no reason why they couldn't have done that and just aired it here yeah. so for, um, same thing same thing with the games speaking speaking of subs though uh the the westernized version of dragon quest 11 is actually going to have full voice acting okay which the original did not which is kind of fun and exciting so yeah that's that's coming west and dragon quest is one that i i try to pick up whenever it comes through because i love killing me some slimes yeah so yeah i thought you were gonna segue differently in that when you're talking about subs but let's talk about blood dragon because i loved blood dragon uh wonderful and this is going to be one of two games right back to back we're to talk about about the that kevin and i could gush about how much we love um blood dragon is is probably one of my favorite games to have come out and and not being a uh and for it to be a spin-off uh i think was amazing so the the director for uh for uh, blood dragon sorry i'm trying to my notes are being slow here uh dean evans the the director for uh, uh, blood dragon uh has essentially his his uh project was canceled for through ubisoft he's going through a divorce uh, and he basically threw a, long, a, a lot in an interview, basically said, I am burned out and I'm a 40-year-old making games for 40-year-olds. Maybe I need to change up what I do and not be in AAA, uh, which yeah. I think is – I, I got to hand it to this guy. He's been in the industry for, for 20 years, 12 years at Ubisoft, and he basically said, you know what? Um, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. Uh, this is a transition in my life. He's turned 40. He's like, you know, it's a milestone. 
uh, and I I need to figure out what the heck I want to do because I'm not happy right now. And that's a hard thing for anyone to go through. If anyone, if any of you have ever gone through a time in your life like that, where you're having to be very introspective and say, okay, what am I doing? Why am I, why, why is this not working and how do I fix it? And he basically said, he was talking about, you know, do I move out of the country? I mean, what, what should I do? Um, but he did say he's considering uh, opening up his own studio, um, which I think is great. I mean, this, uh, don't take, for him to, for him to not try to, uh, take his knowledge and just throw it away or try to change his, uh, his industry. He's obviously loves the industry. It doesn't have any, or sorry, he loves video games. He does not like the way, what has happened to the industry. Like a lot of us haven't liked what's happened with AAA games. And he basically said, if I went to another AAA company, uh, I'd be a hypocrite if I went there and, uh, and did and did exactly what everyone else is doing because it's not what he wants. So I commend the guy for you know for making the change and standing up, basically, you know, saying you know what this is this is the right time for me to to hang it up here and go do yeah. what I want to do, what's best and what's best for me. So and I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does because uh, Blood Dragon was something that. that nobody saw coming no and it was it was something that i didn't know i wanted until i started playing it and then was like oh my holy hell yes oh as soon as it was described to me i'm like this is everything because i love that cheese i mean the escape from new york uh the running man uh universal soldier any of those like ridiculous over-the-top futuristic uh absolute things uh, it's it's great. Um, so I, I was all about it. Um, and along the same lines, because it's another game that we absolutely loved, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla Warfare uh, has, is in the yeah. news. Getting a remaster, which this is one that every time people talk about uh, Red Faction, this is the one that I, I will talk about. This is the one that I'll reference. Yeah. If you guys watch the show or listen to us, you know every time they talk about Red Faction, I say it wasn't as good as Guerrilla Warfare. <laughs> um, because we're talking, it's it's open world. I mean, it's basically GTA on Mars. You can blow up any with of the a buildings sl- with a sledgehammer. With a sledgehammer, because in GTA you can't blow up buildings. And I yeah. don't mean to segue that into anything very morbid. What I mean is to dance around <laughs> that subject. What I mean is like the environments are fully d- uh, destructible, and in this you are rebelling against. Uh, against a corporation and that that is basically, um, you know, enslaving for lack of a for an easy terminology for it, yeah. uh, the populace there uh, not treating them well and uh, and doing horrible things and this is rising up against uh, against them and doing that by taking out their their buildings their facilities uh, and their supplies and that's how. They do this within their means, which I'm not going to condone terrorism, but you can see how they're trying to do how they're we, trying to do what's right with the tools that they have. We do condone terrorism on Mars against evil corporations. Sure, sure. The same way that I condone that I condone what uh, what the uh, American colonialists did to the to the Brits. Which yeah. to, to for the Brits, they were like these guys are. They didn't really use the word terrorist, but you know they're blowing up our ships and they're and they're sabotaging us, and yeah, it's like, well, which side of history are you on? And yeah. I want to be on the side that's not hurting people. So, 
Yeah, I want to be on the side that's not hurting innocent civilians. So there you go. So that's coming out on the, I believe it's on the 12th. It's it's going to be with, out so within the next the next so couple of months, and I will absolutely play through this again. Yeah, because yeah on the 12th, I will play. I will buy it. I'm going to play through it. I don't even care. Like, yeah, that it's so good. Um, it's I've got lot. too many games. I'm playing um, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is wonderful. Uh, people are not liking it because it, it is repetitive. Um, but I will say that Sea, like I, I've said this on the show, and I said it to you, Kevin. Sea of Thieves is about you playing, and you making you making your story within their within their framework. Yeah. It's not you know they have they have these missions. Yes, there there's going to be more added to it. But I will say I've played I've played about uh, ten hours of the game, ten or twelve hours, um, an hour and a half of which was with uh, our buddy Owen and his friends. Uh, he has uh, friends that he meets up with regularly and plays and plays with, and that was the most fun I've had playing games online probably in four or five years. Um, yeah, I had not only did I have competent people; it was funny. I mean, uh, we had little, we had interesting things that happened because of our interaction and because of our interaction with other people there. Um, we sunk some ships. It was fun. Uh, and then I got that in Far Cry. And Far Cry... Have you played Far Cry? Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I have. And it's, 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 it's wonderful and marvelous. Yeah. The intro is great. You can find our playthrough on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, but Far Cry is fun. Uh, we talked about PUBG earlier, and I didn't segue into this. I don't know why I didn't. But yeah. PUBG, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, uh, is getting a new map. So yeah. good, good for them to so uh, to get another gonna be, map. They're going to be testing the tropical map from uh, Monday till Thursday of this coming week, yeah. um, and it's it's a map that's half the size of the regular map. So mm -hmm. it'll it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean the re regular map is pretty vast. So when we say that it's half that it's half the size, that's not it's not necessarily that bad of a thing. Um, I like I said earlier, um, I don't think that. Fortnite is necessarily the better game. I think it's easier for people to jump into. Uh, yeah. PUBG, but uh, let's let's be honest. Fortnite is basically PUBG. Uh, yeah. It's just cartoony PUBG, that's okay. and that's that's okay because you know they said the same thing uh, about about every game that came out after Wolfenstein and Dune. <laughs> right, Doom clones. Dude, they said they yeah, it's a Doom clone. Yeah, yeah, this is just a Doom clone. What kind of Doom clone is this? No, no, it's a first-person shooter. Um, so uh, I have my own feelings about PUBG. I haven't played it in a while. I need to, I, I need to give it more of a chance. Uh, I will say uh, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, but um, I will say that this and Fortnite's mobile uh, versions are stupid. I don't read. I don't. <sighs> I think they were just trying to do it because they know mobile gaming is a thing. But yeah. they're they're so watered down. It's not the same thing. I'm not trying to be elitist here, um, but I feel like I feel like they're the the only reason they put it on there is to find a way to make money there, and yeah. that was it. That was it. And anytime you're just motivated for money within art, you, you're a sellout. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, this video games are art. It makes money, but you you should be making. A, a good project it should be it should be uh, well-rounded it's it is art and when you're doing it just for cash grabs then you have things like candy crush and others that that's yeah they're just there to make money and i didn't get addicted to candy crush but let's talk about making money making money 
Yeah. Uh, Counter-Strike Go introduced a seven-day wait to trade items, which um, a lot of the people who, who are really invested in that particular ecosystem are saying that, oh, this is, this is going to break the system and it's going to crush everything. And I can understand how you, how you might think that. This was never really the way that the, the game was designed to be played. And so the, the, the emphasis on this, on this game yeah. um, and the, the way that they have uh, turned this into something else. Yeah. Again, a way that the game was never meant to be played. And yes, I, I strongly encourage people to, to you know, find the way that you want to play the game sure. and experiment with that and everything. But at the same time, um, this is a a system where people are making money off of the games that are that were just it it this just isn't how it was meant to be. And so, for me, yeah. I don't really have a problem with with this dropping. Um, um, yeah, I don't have a problem with it, especially if you look at what they're doing. Is they're saying if you get the item, then you can't you can't trade it or sell it uh, for the next seven days. Right. And, so, and and they're saying that oh this is going to kill people who want to you know capitalize on minor market fluctuations and it's like okay that's I don't know let let us let us know in the chat if you if you have an issue with that or or how how you think the game should be run yeah should um, should video games uh, follow Wall Street and have day traders that make money off of slight fluctuations in the market. To manipulate common folk, because yeah. that's basically what we're de- what we're dealing with here. <laughs> Welcome to Totes, the topic of the episode show. It's the weekly show where we give you a topic to talk about, and then you talk about that topic to us, and then we tell you what you told us about that topic. Exactly. This week's topic is what makes games hold up. We talk about retro games a lot. We talk about backwards compatibility a lot. Um, uh, I'm I'm a fan of of, of retro gaming, um, but there there there's this point where you hit a you hit a wall where it's harder to play the game for various reasons, or people will say, oh, it doesn't hold up for X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that there are different reasons for that to happen for different games. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a good time to, to talk about this. So are you looking up uh, our responses? Or... Uh, indeed. Okay. So I will uh, talk a little bit about this. Uh, my thoughts on it, uh, people will talk about graphics. And to me, I don't think graphics are as important as the gameplay itself. Excuse me. I think that if uh, a decent, the decent gameplay and story uh, can circumvent that. But really... I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, for, for video games, uh, if you want to call it like a, I don't know, a pyramid or balance or whatever, you need graphics of some sort, maybe, unless you like text games. Do you like MUDs? Remember MUDs? You kids remember <laughs> MUDs? Did you ever play MUDs? I MUD? remember MUDs. <laughs> um, MUDs were the te- completely text-based uh, games. Um, uh, usually, they, you, pretty much most games have, have graphics. Uh, and you have a story of some sort, even if it's even if it's a sport 
game. There's still a story in there some uh, of some level. Uh, and then you have uh, gameplay. I think all games basically boil down to gameplay. I mean, it's what this yeah. is. That's what defines this versus watching a movie, versus TV shows, versus reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. I can interact. I can do things. And I think that gameplay is one, uh, one aspect that will continue uh, to have people play games. We were talking about... Um, uh, in during the news, we were talking about uh, our favorite like old school arcade games, like you know, uh, like Galaga. Uh, Galaga can still hold up. Cent- uh, Centipede, I think, does does pretty well. Donkey Kong. There's there's a reason that people will still go back and play these games, um, but they don't go back and play like the Magnavox Odyssey games <laughs> or Adventure because I because I don't know anyone who's gone back to play Adventure or uh, Sword Quest. Uh, or any of those games that wasn't doing it just to say they did it or just well, to record it. Okay, so I'll, I'll give a little bit of pushback on this and mm-hmm. say that, yes, gameplay is very important, but uh, one of the things that really helps games hold up well is when they choose to do an art style that mm-hmm. will that will uh, retain value. Sure. Because Final Fantasy VII is, is an incredible game, mm-hmm. but... It, it can be very disconcerting to see the the polygons, which mm-hmm. at the time were, were the absolute peak of what we were able to do with with graphics and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I hold that the end of the uh, 16-bit era, mm-hmm. the, the Super Nintendo games, and I mean, even, even back to the beginning of the 16-bit era, when you're talking about Super Mario World, I feel yeah. holds up better than Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64 was an amazing game, but we have made progress in those yeah. areas of, of being able to to display 3D, to to render 3D, that um, that allow us to to create games that hold up honestly better. Sorry, a weird animal outside of my outside of my window. Um, sure, no, why I, not? I, I do agree. Um, no, I, I completely agree with that. I will say that uh, that. When you hit the N64 PlayStation era, you hit the weird, uh, what I'd say is almost like a, like a second puberty of video games. Yeah, where, it's, it's the finding our feet in 3D era. Uh, like, yeah, people like, I don't know really what to do with this. And you had Resident Evil, which I love Resident Evil. But if you play the first Resident Evil game, uh, you can't walk and shoot. And mm-hmm. your rotation is is literally just like this. And when you hit <laughs> forward, your character moves forward in retrospect and perspective yeah, to it's, them. It's controls. Yeah. So, it, yeah, the tank controls. Uh, so I would say like gameplay to me, I think, uh, is key. Which like you were talking about uh, about Final Fantasy VII's uh, drawbacks in regards to its polygons, the gameplay in regards to the battle mechanics and in regards to okay. Did have quasi tank controls in regards to the the world and everything, but yeah. the gameplay was really good in Final Fantasy VII. The story was really good. It didn't have the graphics did not age very well, and that's something that people will bring up when it comes to that. People will bring this up. Uh, uh, our friend Tanner was uh, just finished Final Fantasy One recently, yeah. yes, and I, good on him for playing that game for more than an hour because I haven't gotten more than an hour into Final Fantasy One, two. Or three. I haven't tried four or five, um, yeah. but I don't. I don't know. Um, good for him for for doing that. I know that people will go back to that. It's another game that I think people go back to, specifically for the nostalgia. Whether or not whether or not they played the game 
or uh, they knew someone played the game, or they just knew about the game, so they go back yeah. and play it. We want. Well, we're specifically we, talking about games that we go back to play and that still hold up. Um, yeah. Speaking and, of nostalgia, though, um, in the comments we have Alex Wooten. He says it's also memorability. Memorability. What was going on in your life when you originally played it, sure. and that sometimes can lead us to to believe that games hold up better than they do because there are some games that are that are special to us at the time, mm-hmm. um, simply because of what else is going on in our lives. Yeah. Um, I would say that Journey is going to hold up for years yeah. because it's it's not the it it is a gorgeous game. It is. It is. It doesn't stretch the PlayStation Three, um, but when they ever they brought it over to PS Four, um, between the soundtrack and the way that the game plays, it is just a masterclass in how to how to um, portray and and pass on meaning yeah. to to the players. Yeah, and no, so... I, I agree. I agree. Um, you're talking about games that mean something specifically in our lives. I mentioned Resident Evil One. Resident mm-hmm. Evil 1 uh, came out, uh, I was in middle school, I was really getting into <laughs> like horror movies, yeah. and uh, and that worked, that Parasite Eve, and there are other games that, that I played oh, during that God, time, Parasite, Parasite Eve was great. Parasite Eve was an amazing game. But like, if I go back and play the first Resident Evil game, the mm-hmm. first Resident Evil game, it is very hard to get into now, it didn't age as well. Um, there are certain, but there. And then again, there are other games that I can go back and play. You mentioned Mario sixty four. I, I, that's a, that's an argument for another day. I still think Mario sixty four is great, and I love Mario sixty four. Mario sixty four is great, but what I'm saying is that it doesn't hold up as well as Super Mario World. Sure, but I will say that when I play like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, I mm-hmm. feel like those still hold up very well because it nailed Z targeting. It nailed yeah. so many things in regards to gameplay. Yes, the uh, the the graphics are very limited, but it's amazing what they did for uh, for what they were doing in a cartridge-based game at that time is actually pretty amazing in regards to the vastness. Uh, there are certain games that um, that don't hold up at all, and I wish that they did because yes, this is partially nostalgia, um, but I love um, if you if you've watched or listened to the show before, you know that I uh, that I played you know I grew up playing DOS games when I was like three, four, or five years old, yeah, and uh, like King's Quest, King's Quest Three, King's Quest Five, because Space that's a Quest. good game for a five year old. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I've told people this before. I learned how to read, write, type, playing video games. Um, yeah. And because when you have to use a text parser to do anything in a video game, and you're playing that in Bard's Tale on on DOS. Um, you have to read. And those games just do not hold up anymore. And it's sad because um, the gameplay doesn't hold up. The graphics are just are just so meh. And yeah. the and the story may be quirky and everything, uh, but it just doesn't hold up. And then you hit other games that I think do hold up. I'd say Full Throttle, um, the the uh, Monkey Island games. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those really do hold up because the graphics are just good enough. The gameplay still holds up pretty well, um, but story well, but, story but holds part, together. Part of that is also is also the art style because yeah. um, in in Full Throttle they they chose to go more cartoonish and the yes. cartoon works. Um, also in the in the comments we have uh, 
Laura Burdett, she says, I've tried to play old PC games, and on newer computers, it glitches so bad it ruins the gameplay. And so there are some games that are literally unplayable now yeah. just because of because of the way that they do that. And I'm going to uh, run through some comments real quick. Sure. We have Andrew Jacobs. He says, I will still play the original Toe Jam and Earl. Still just as fun. <laughs> and I'm... Yeah, sure. That's 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 one that that nostalgia is yeah. intense. But yeah. the the soundtrack to that game is just a whole heck of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex says Super Mario World never gets mm-hmm. old. Link to the Past is the same way. I could go five years without playing either of them, and it's like I never stopped. Those those going going back to those games is is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I introduced Cassandra to to Link of the pa- Link to the Past mm-hmm. uh, well after it came out, but that one that one holds up. I would say that Mega Man X does as well. Um, yeah. The way that they the way that they chose to do the art style really helps on that. Yeah, he said. Also, Red Dead Redemption. Any of the Halo games are still fun to play. And then uh, Jonathan says Half Life Two. Enough said. And the the like amazing about 13 thing about- years ago at this point. I mean- right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Half Life, Half Life, and Half Life Two are 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 both mm-hmm. really the way that they managed to to create cutscenes yeah. within engine. That was yeah. something that that we had first first gotten started. Um, <laughs> again, Laura in the comments says Donkey Kong sixty four is very sentimental to me, so I understand that point. And yeah, yeah, it's it's like when you when you go back, you can you can kind of put yourself in the same headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, there are games though that I feel like um, that age well enough because like Super Mario Brothers, the way that that game uh, transmits and communicates yeah. to you the yeah. way that you're supposed to play it mm-hmm. is is just a m- absolute masterclass yes. in in how to communicate with the gamer. Yeah. And that's something that, um, that I think that, you know, years from now, people will still be able to go back and play that. Um, I would say that Tetris is a game that holds up incredibly well because of its because of its simplicity mm-hmm. and within you know playing within within moments mm-hmm. you know how to play Tetris yeah. and it's it's one of those easy to easy to learn difficult to master sure. and I think that that's something that really helps games hold up well um, another game that I think will hold up well is the Borderlands series they chose yes. to go cell shaded on their art. And the Borderlands games are are absolutely a whole heck of a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it's 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 easier to go back to the original Borderlands because they chose to do the art style a little bit differently, sure. so that it could be fun. Um, Shovel Knight, we will be playing for years, sure, sure. and that's a game that came out well after the the particular era that is mimicking, but it did things so well that mm-hmm. that I think that Shovel Knight will hold up quite well. I'm looking forward to seeing future generations play that. I agree. I agree. Uh, side note of the reason why those uh, games don't work on DOS games don't work on your PC is probably because your PC is no longer DOS based. Uh, because Windows 10 is no longer DOS based, which means that uh, you have to run a DOS emulation within the an op, within your operating system. You have to run an operating system to then run the game, yep. which is why most people build. PCs, if they're retro PC gamers, they will build DOS PCs. Hmm. They'll build a DOS, a DOS PC, and that's where they'll play all their DOS games. Uh, I'm not that hardcore. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, as much as I want to play a lot of these games, there's there's certain games that I talk about all the time when I talk about uh, King's Quest. Uh, Death Track is another one that I absolutely love. And uh, I tried playing it uh, at one point, and it just doesn't hold up. The nostalgia, it, it, it's only nostalgia for me. Um, but, yeah. you know, five-year-old Patrick loved that game, uh, but it just doesn't hold up anymore. Um, I'd love to see them redo that game. I know they tried to to do it, but it basically ended up being a Twisted Metal yeah. clone. Twisted Metal ripped off everything of Death Track. It's, um, it's, it's true. Um, I do have one quick question for the chat, and we'll see if we can get uh, a couple of questions in here for this. But what games of the current generation do you think are going to hold up 10, 20 years into the future? And what what is it about games that are now? Because I feel like we've we're we're coming up. the The uncanny valley is definitely a, a factor that we're dealing with now, and I'm looking forward to seeing which games will hold up now versus yeah. ten years from now. Because when when episode one came out, we were really impressed with the the CGI and the visuals that we had there. Yeah. But that that movie dated itself so yep. quickly yep. and I'm, I'm curious what uh what you think will be the the elements and the choices that game developers can make now to make their games age yeah. better yeah uh, <laughs> alex, alex in the comment threw up mist in all caps and with yeah four exclamation points i love mist um absolutely love mist uh riven and uh there was another one that i'm trying to remember the name of maybe i'm misremembering and maybe it was riven but like there were these like the fmv the full motion video back in the day there mm -hmm. was this full motion video of these like these like like ancient greek or something and they were making things out of like clay pots so they had things in clay pots i don't remember what it was because it was like it was me and like i said like elementary school <laughs> And yeah. I can't remember what the heck it was. Um, uh, I don't think it was. It may have been Riven, but I only played Riven a little bit. I loved Mist, um, but that's one that uh, I think it's a great game, but it's hard for people to get into now because of the way that the puzzles work. Similarly, um, it, it's different, but in a similar fashion, because of the the way they were building puzzles was how they needed to build puzzles for the, for games in that time. Similarly yeah. to Tim, Tim Schafer games, where it makes perfect sense in Monkey Island to do the stupid things that you do. Um, but now if you give that to a modern gamer, if I give that to my nephew, he's going to be like, I don't get it. And he may think it's funny, but he won't get, why are we giving this chicken to this guy? And why is this person you know, trying to throw a tree? Like, yeah, it's fun. You're muted. So I'll talk a little bit while he's figuring that out. Um, now I think there are certain things that, that kind of define themselves. The PC era, the early '90s, Tim Schafer games uh, define it. Define, you know. I hear a little bit of something. Um, they really define uh, the era uh, of, of PC gaming. Similarly to uh, the uh, StarCraft and WarCraft, uh, define real-time strategy. And StarCraft nailed it. And, you know, people talk about, um, what's, what's the other one that, uh, Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, they're like, oh, Command and Conquer's great. StarCraft did it better. Age of Empires yeah. did it better. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's like, the, those are games, Age of Empires, the first Age of Empires does not hold up anymore. But if you go back and play StarCraft, or if you go yeah. back and play Warcraft 2, I still contend that it holds up pretty well. Warcraft 2 is pretty, is pretty epic. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, one other one that I'll I'll go ahead and throw up there is Binding of Isaac. Again, because of because of the randomness, because of the way that it um, the way that it um, chose to go with the with the art style. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that game's going to hold up because um, art I'm, style, I'm playing it again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm playing it on I'm playing it on on Switch now, and it's mm-hmm. it's just. It's just magnificent. Yeah, basically, lo- just give us all these games remastered for Switch. And exactly. We'll be happy. We'll put, be happy. put them, put them all on Switch. I, I will pay again for Ocarina of Time. I, I just, just give me Ocarina of Time on the Switch again. I will pay for it. Um, I, I liked Wind Waker on Wii U. I don't know if I'd play it on on Switch, but if it's on there, I'll, I'll come on. I'm a sucker. I'll probably buy it. I'm a sucker for these yeah. games. Just give me those games. Um, anyways, let us know in the comments uh, what you think about that. If there's some gems that you uh, think we should have talked about in regards to games that hold up and why they hold up, why you think that they hold up and uh, didn't fall, uh, you know, fall to dust like a lot of the others. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching this week in our collective heads. Uh, subscribe over here and click the bell. And that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up because we put up a lot of. A lot of gameplay, a lot of stories from games and stuff like that, and gameplay is down here. Yeah, and you got more editorials and news stuff down here. Check it out.